Hola, this is Maria Plata, and I am here to tell you all about the random things I learn every day. I am a mom, a wife, a teacher, a highly sensitive person, and just a creative soul who wants to share my day-to-day learning with you. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast, and let's get talking. Welcome to the Plata Life Podcast, Season 6, Episode 12. In today's episode, I am going to read the final part of Agar the Fox and just, again, give you an update on the day-to-day life of a highly sensitive, creative human being. I don't know. Um, this is the first week back after spring break, uh, back to work, back to our regular, quote-unquote, um, daily life, and... I'm tired. I'm so tired today. Um, also, I just realized I never quieted the monitor. Um, so let me just do that. There we go. Okay. That way you don't hear the sound machine in the background. Not that you could hear that or anything. Anyways. Um, so yeah, we are back to our daily routines. I, I always feel like Whenever we go out of town, it's nice to have a few extra days to just be home. But I just feel like we were so busy with different things this past week that I think I'm just finally like wanting to rest. Um, We got home from work yesterday. Um, I just kind of sat there. I could not get the energy to do the things I normally do. So I'm just trying to work through that. Um, anyway, so really exciting. I had my first Plata Creativity Workshop on Saturday, and I am so incredibly proud of putting myself out there and doing something new and just taking this whole coaching thing into another dimension, I guess. Um, I don't know. Somebody asked me yesterday, how do you feel it went? And I'm like, I think it went really well. I I don't know how to describe the sensation of, like, it was me and I was there, but it just went by so fast, like, that it wasn't me. And I I don't know how to describe it, but I just felt really good to be, I don't know, just show up without that part of me constantly telling me that, what if, you know, like, what if nobody shows up? What if nobody gets anything out of this? What, like, that whole, it's Agar. Like, I'm just so glad that I was able to tell Agar yesterday, or this weekend, like, you know what? This is not a situation where I need you to be present, really. Like, I've got it. It's okay. And to write about these characters and to sort of challenge why they even exist in the first place and just sort of move past it has been so rewarding and I am just really grateful for all the people that showed up and just wanting to build this community of creative people who are wanting to take things a little bit further than where they're at and I mean I was just blown away by the vulnerability that these people showed and just their willingness to do something new. You know, I think that we don't give people enough credit when, when they have to put themselves out there as well. Um, so yeah, I was really proud of myself for doing that. I feel like that's totally my element. I love coaching one-on-one and I'll continue to do that. But I think 
as I think of my future futures, I like to call it, you know, like five years down the road, I really just see myself doing these workshops and bringing people together and having, holding the space for others to do this thing together. I think that that's kind of where my, my jam is, I guess. Um, so yeah, it went really well and I am going to plan my next one for, I think maybe June. I have to like really think about my schedule and things like that, but it's just cool. It's really cool to see adult women sitting on the ground and being creative and decorating a journal page and just really sitting with their bodies and just kind of feel things. And I just, I'm, like I said, I keep saying this, like, I'm just blown away. So yay. That was really cool. I, I can't wait to do it again. But I think I also realized that I'm just really tired now and I did not give myself, I think, enough of a cushion on Saturday, Sunday to be able to like rest from going out of town and I don't know, I'm trying to figure out why I feel so tired today. But anyways, so there's that. Um, and yeah, I guess I'll get started with the last part of Agar. I kind of just... I don't want to say I rushed through the ending, but I think I definitely did rush through the ending. And I wish that I could have devoted more mindful time to this. And I know at some point during the year, I already asked my husband, I'm like, can we please, can we please just like print these stories out and you help me, like you sit with me, you help me edit them. Because I think that's one of the t- areas where I'm, I struggle a little bit. Like I got the idea out of me, woo, the end. And I forget there's this part of going back and sort of working through what you produced or what came out of you and fine tuning it. And I really want to be able to do that part a little bit better of my creative process. So I finished this last part knowing that at some point I am going to go back and edit and change and add and take things away. Um, and eventually I want to share these stories, like maybe on my website or something. I, I already have on my blog, but sorry, excuse me. Um, but I definitely want to fine tune them a little bit more. So with that being said, I also know that part of this is just getting it out of me. And sometimes it's not going to feel super great or polished. And this is one of those times, you know, where it's like, it's just doesn't feel super polished and that's okay. So, all right, I'm going to read it and then we'll talk a little bit more about the ending and then it will be time for me to go get ready to go to work. (laughs) All right. So Agar, Agar the Fox part four. Wow. I said, as I let go of our embrace, look at that. This new path that had magically opened up was lined with these beautiful tall trees. Their leaves were huge, unlike anything I had ever seen. The pathway was filled with soft dirt and lined with small pebbles. We have to go check this out, I said with a sense of urgency. Um, Agar hesitated. Maybe we shouldn't? We have no idea what it leads to. He looked around and then at the path again. His tail was swaying back and forth and his little nose was lifted onto the air to get a sense of the smells of the path. Well, isn't that part of the fun? I said half-jokingly. I then saw how terrified he was of just the idea of following this path. All right, Agar, I started to say as I knelt down. Tell me your fears about going down this path. He didn't know if he was safe to say all the things he wanted to say. He took a deep breath and then began. 
Well, first of all, why did it magically appear like that? What kind of tricks is what kind of trick is this and who's behind it? Second, we have no idea what kind of animals could be out in the forest. The other day I saw a bear that had been following you. That's why I stayed near you. He took a brief pause. Okay, that made a lot more sense to me why he was so defensive the other day. And not only that, he continued, but what will happen if the path magically decides to close while we're in the middle of the forest? I mean, I know how to get around. But do you? Do you know how to get around, especially at night? Do you have enough food and water for yourself in case we get stuck in here for days and days? He finally stopped to gather the rest of his thoughts. Then I could see him struggling to say what he actually wanted to say. I just don't know. He stopped for a second. I just don't know if I can protect you, and that terrifies me. He put his head down, and I understood where all this fear was coming from. I had seen this before, when fear gets the best of us, when all we want to do is protect someone or something that we love, that we think the best thing to do is to hold it tightly and never let it go out into the world. It often happened to parents of young children. You could see it clearly at the park. But it often happened with big creative ideas for people. It's scary to let the things you love out into the world. There's a big fear that they'll get hurt or disappear altogether. But what I think Agar didn't see or didn't know yet was that I was not meant to be stifled by fear. None of us are. Sure, a little bit of fear is healthy. It keeps us safe. But too much of it keeps us stuck. Okay, Agar, I said kindly. I hear you and understand where you're coming from. Clearly, you're afraid of all the things that could go wrong. And while I do agree that those things all sound super scary and have some validity to them, I can't help but wonder what would happen in another... I can't help but wonder what would happen if none of those things happened. What could be an alternate possibility? He didn't love the sound of my answer, probably because he knew I had already made up my mind about going down this magical path. I appreciate you trying to protect me, I continued, and I also think we can both get what we want if we work together. I realized early on that Agar needed to feel like he had a job, and what better way to include him in this journey than to give him a job he could be really good at. You can come along with me, and your job will be to keep watch of any real danger out there, like using your sense of smell to alert us that a bear is coming, and it will be my job to lead us down this path in a fun and calm way. I smiled without getting a smile in return. Ugh, I guess, he finally said, but I'm not happy about it. He gave me a little smirk. We gathered our things and stepped onto the path. I felt that tingly sensation instantly. It shot up through my body like it, like that jolt of electricity that signals to me that I am on the right path, quite literally this time. Wow, I said over and over again as I marveled at the beauty around me. These trees, there was something about these trees that was just made me feel like I was home. It's just that, Agar began to say as he looked around. I'm not so sure that this is the best path forward. I mean, we have this entire mountain ahead of us, and it looks pretty scary. I knew exactly what he was talking about. That feeling of, that feeling you get in your body when you're about to embark on something big, it just looks so overwhelming. I know, Agar, this mountain looks pretty big when you look at it from here. I took a deep breath and carefully chose my words. I didn't want to dismiss his experience or throw advice at him if he hadn't asked for it. Would you like to hear what works for me for some time? Sure, I guess, he responded with a little grunt. Well, I just focus on the next step in front of me. Literally, I stood up to show him. I can't worry about the 20th step if I haven't even taken the first one. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. He seemed a little annoyed at the simplicity of my solution. But in all honesty, I have learned that this is truly the only way to ever get anything accomplished. 
We continued walking through the forest side by side as we focused on the next step. Occasionally, he would look up at me to make sure I was still there, and I simply smiled at him every single time. And every time we heard any rustling in the trees, Agar would stop and growl deeply. It was like any surprising sounds made him jump into that aggressive fox mentality. I knew he was just being protective, but the thought of him losing it on me again did make me a tiny bit nervous. But I helped him get back into the present moment and into his body by doing random dance parties in the middle of the forest. This seemed like a really silly thing to do, especially as I was walking with a fox, but when I felt that energetic shift, I knew I needed to get us back into something fun. Time for another dance party! I shouted as I did a spin. Ready? No, I really don't want to dance, he said forcefully with a glare. Okay, suit yourself. I picked up one of my favorite songs. I picked one of my favorite songs and began to dance. Good thing I had my favorite playlist saved on my phone. As I continued to dance, I couldn't help but giggle at how much fun I was having. This break in my routine was giving me so much more energy than I had ever hoped for. Suddenly, I saw Agar joining in with a bit of some pretty good dance moves. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I started to say when we both suddenly stopped in our tracks. I had no words for what I could see right in front of us. It was the most beautiful gate shining in the middle of the forest. What is this? I finally asked as we walked closer to it. I have no idea. I've never seen anything like it, Igor replied. It seemed as if this fence went on forever in the mountains, so there was no way to get around it. And then I saw the place for a key, and I instantly knew that this was the place I was supposed to be. I looked down at Agar and realized that this would have to be the end of our journey together, at least for now. Whatever this place was, he needed to stay outside of it to protect it and to protect me. I was really sad to have to explain this part of our journey to him, but when I was about to open my mouth to say something, he cut me off. I know, he interrupted. I know this is where we must part ways. He looked back at the path and then up at the mountains. I will always be around, he said quietly. Thank you for accepting me and loving me, even after I reacted in ways that were not so pleasant. Oh, Agar, I hugged him tightly and kissed his forehead. And just like that, he took off. I waited until I could no longer see him to turn around again. I knew that Agar would always be part of this forest and that we would eventually meet one day again. Taking a deep breath, I opened my bag and reached inside. Okay, so that was the last part. Um... I know, as I reread it again, I was like, that's not super bad. <laughs> I just like let it all out yesterday without really reading it again before I read it right now. So yeah, I mean, Agar, like I've mentioned before, represents that fear, that part of us that constantly lives in fear. And oh man, the anxiety that I have felt my entire life, <laughs> it is, it's like Agar. It's just always there, always worried, always wanting to attack, always wanting to retrieve, always fawning, you know, wanting to please other people. And it's just exhausting. Like it is so exhausting to live life that way. And, you know, to be honest, it wasn't until I started brain spotting, which is the form of therapy I'm currently doing, that I could feel a difference in my body of what it's like to relieve some of that fear and some of those worries and anxiety and oh agar it just makes me feel so much compassion for this part of me that grew up afraid that grew up not trusting the world and i completely understand why it's there and i love it and accept it now but i always but i didn't always feel that way and i think that's a huge piece of this particular story is just coming to terms with 
these parts of me that, you know, have always been there and will always be there. Like I can never get rid of Agar completely. It's just part of our human nature to want to survive. You know, like we get scared because we want to survive. Like that's our goal as human beings. And when we feel threatened by not surviving, um, different parts of us kick in. And I think that's a good thing. Um, it's just not so great when you let that fear stop you from living a life that is meaningful to you. And I don't even want to say that like that has purpose or that you're changing the world or anything like that, but that has some sort of meaning to you. Um, I think that's where I see a lot of clients just sort of struggling to figure out, you know, how do I do this? How do I live a life that has meaning to me outside of what other people tell me is meaningful. And so I guess maybe that's the challenge, you know, when you get up to those places of the mountain where there's this random gate, which I'm so excited to talk about in the next story. Um, what do you do? Do you listen to Agar and turn back and not go through this gate, not lead, not follow your curiosity that's leading you here? Or do you do the work to say, you know what, Agar, it'll be okay. It's going to be okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a question for you to ponder on. But oh, I do see the time. And it's time for me to get out of here. Thank you so much for listening to the story. I am so happy that Agar is just now out in, in the world. Um, I feel like I've just released him into the universe. I don't know. This, yeah, I know. Um, I do have to say that during my my thing on Saturday, the workshop I did, I brought my little characters with me. I printed them off and I put them on like little cardboard and I made little stands for them. And then they joined the circle. Um, and it was such a pivotal moment for me because I've always felt so weird doing these things. And like, oh my God, what are people going to think? I like literally printed out these characters and had them be part of the workshop. And I was mentioning to somebody last night, like, I can't like, I think that was such a huge sign for me that like I feel comfortable in my own skin now of doing these weird things. And she, cause she was at the workshop. She's like, there is no other way. Like you have to do that. Like that just, it made perfect sense. And for me to be surrounded by people who see that, you know, they get it. And they're just like, it's part of who I am. And that's one of the reasons why I am who I am. And that's what I do. <laughs> like, Oh, it just feels so good. So thank you for being here and listening to this episode and listening to all the parts of all these characters. And I can't wait to see what comes of these ideas and these stories. And I can't wait to hear how Hagar shows up in your life and how all these characters, you know, make an impact in your life because that's what brings meaning, right? Is sharing these stories together and finding those sources of connection. So anyways, I have to go, but I hope you have a great day and a great week and I will talk to you later. Adios. you for listening to the Plata Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, or just share it with a friend. I would greatly appreciate it. Bye!